Hi, this is Alonzo Bowden. Welcome to another episode of Who's Paying Attention. I am recording from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I am in the middle of my Canadian Investors Group tour, and I got to tell you a few things about it. First of all, I got a big shout out to Andrea Bain and the CTV Morning News. I did an interview with her this morning. It is on my Facebook page, uh, Facebook slash Alonzo Bowden, and it's on my Twitter feed, at Alonzo Bowden. And the fun thing about it was I got to be creative, you know. Um, For me, I I don't like working unless I can be creative. Like, there's great things about working, and obviously money's one of them, and we are going to talk about money because you know I'm going to talk about Mitt Romney, Uh, but creativity is what makes this fun and I've been on this tour it's a corporate tour we're entertaining clients and uh, consultants for IG Investor Group which is a big financial place kind of like doing you know a tour for Merrill Lynch so it's cool it's a good gig but it's all corporates and it's you know you can't say this you can't say that give you an example I do a joke, a lot of you have heard it, about Kobe and his pending divorce. You know, last season, he was looking at a divorce, and and I was like, what did he do? I mean, his wife forgave him during his rape trial. How do you make that woman mad? I mean, the woman would forgive off-season raping. Okay, that joke, too much for him. Apparently, off-season raping ain't funny in the corporate finance world, so... When I got to do the news and we got to joke about politics and I got to talk about what's going on, I got to be creative and do what I love. So, again, that that's what I love about this gig. And that's what I love about this podcast. This is totally uncensored and it's not even planned. It is loosely outlined. Oh, let me stop lying. I make this shit up as I go. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We're back. The other thing is... I have to record it and, um, you know, check the internet for my articles and stuff. So basically, my internet's on. So if you hear the occasional beep, that just means an email is coming in while I'm recording. I have no way of blocking that. I'm using my iPad. I have an iPad 2. I don't even have an iPad 3. And now they have an iPhone 5. And once again, Apple just comes out with a product, kicks everybody's ass, and the stock goes up. You know, everybody's wondering about who should be president. I don't know, man. Too bad Steve Jobs ain't still around. I think his ghost ran the iPhone 5. It just, it's amazing how Apple kicks ass on that. And, and Samsung, in all their glory, actually ran a poll that if you were stuck on a desert island and you could only have one electronic device, what would it be? Guess what? Everyone said iPhone. Why would Samsung do that? Why would you... Why would you do something like that? You know, that's that's just shooting yourself in the foot. That's like, uh, I don't know, Volkswagen asking if you had an unlimited budget, what German car would you like to have? I'm going to guess people will go with Mercedes on that. Perhaps BMW, but Volkswagen probably wouldn't win. So, oh well, iPhone 5's for everybody. We'll, we'll all get there eventually. Apple's going to run the world along with Google. And Yahoo's going to be looking around at Samsung saying, what did we do wrong? Well, speaking of what did we do wrong, (laughs) let's talk about Mitt Romney. Man, 
What a what? You know something? At this point, the Obama campaign should contribute money to the Romney campaign to make sure Mitt keeps talking, okay? First, with the the tragic loss of life of the U.S. ambassador and security people in Libya, it was really sad. And everyone knew that, you know, Muslim extremists and they were offended by by the video, but they were also just, they hate the United States, so they want to act out. And, and, you know, it, it was just a horrible situation all around. You know what it wasn't? It wasn't a chance to be political. You don't come out and say, oh, this is because Barack Obama apologized, especially when the reference you make is something that was said at an embassy in Egypt before the the attack even happened. So, so there's Romney, foot in mouth number one, but the big one, and we all know about this one, and some of you are probably listening. I, kn- I know my listeners. I know some of you are in the 47%. That's right. You 47%, you no good, entitlement, hoping for, freeloading victims of society who are going to vote for Barack Obama because you don't pay taxes and you're, you're no good. You don't want to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you, oh, you people. I know some of you are in the 47%. Boy, this was just, <laughs> you know something? Why didn't Romney just say, you know something? I didn't really want to be president anyway. Let me tell you what I really think. It it was such... Uh, I, and I don't want to say it's a horrible statement. You know why? Because it's what he really thinks. But first of all, for Mitt Romney to bring up taxes is the dumbest thing. In the, what is the one thing everyone's like, where's your tax return? Mitt Romney bringing up taxes would be like Barack Obama bringing up birth certificates. Okay? It's like Donald Trump bringing up hairstyles. There's certain things you just don't want to talk about, okay? Mitt shouldn't mention taxes, shouldn't mention not paying taxes. When you're a rich guy who doesn't pay taxes, maybe you shouldn't point fingers at poor people who don't pay taxes. Now, the code, uh, you violated the code. The, The Obama supporters, the Obama voters, the Obama blah, 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 and, and the code is, is black people. You know, those poor black people who are bringing down America. Well, guess what, Mitt? Black people only make up 13% of the United States population, and minorities, all minorities together, only make up 37% of the population. So when you said 47%, you had to be including some white people, okay? And I'm not knocking white people here. I'm just saying the code's not working. And, and to the Republicans out there who are not rich, I will never understand you because they showed a map of this 47%, the people who don't pay income tax. And people who don't pay income tax are not bums or freeloaders. There's a lot of reasons people don't pay income tax. You could be that your income level is that low, but it could also be you're retired, you're on Social Security, you're on disability. You might be a disabled veteran. That There's a group that is not necessarily a bunch of low-life freeloaders. Now, are they? So there's a number of reasons people don't pay taxes. So, and, and then some people don't pay income tax, but you've already paid payroll tax, right? They've already deducted, you know, social security and payroll taxes out of your paycheck and stuff like that. It, this was hilarious. And, and then he did it, you know, at a rich friend's house who happens to hold sex parties, okay? And I got nothing against a guy holding sex parties, except the fact I never been invited 
because it would have been fun to hook up with some rich swinger chicks. But anyway, you have it at this guy's house. <laughs> now here's your, your moral party, right? Ooh, we're the moral ones. Those Democrats have no morals. But we do have sex parties on weekends. And remember, Jenna Jameson supports Mitt Romney. So Mitt, you're just you're you're gaining and losing the sex vote at the same time. What what are you doing here? What about middle class? You know what Mitt Romney calls middle class? 200 to 250 grand a year. Yeah, he said that on Good Morning America with George Stephanopoulos, who I think is a horrible reporter. But he said to George that middle class is up to 200, 250 grand. You know something? I don't think Joe the Plumber is pulling down 250 grand a year. Just saying. I don't think Joe is making that kind of cash. So, so Mitt, you just you just keep talking. You're, you're just going to put Obama in office. You are doing... <laughs> You are doing a great job, Mr. Romney. Can you imagine every time Romney talks? I mean, it, it, there just has to be people in his group who just flinch, who just, oh, my God, what? No, he didn't say that out loud, did he? But he did, and we're happy he did. Now, let's move on to his supporting cast, because, you know, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan's been out there, and, you know, the, what have the Republicans been saying? This is all about the economy. This election is about economy and jobs. And Paul Ryan whispered, there's still room for a little hate. Still room for, just just remind them how we feel about people. So, the Value Voters Summit. Okay, and, and I don't know how they come up with these names. But there's some Republican group, convention, whatever. You know what it was? It was the Value Voters Summit. It was the summit of people who have values versus all the rest of us who are just heathens running around like crazed animals or whatever we are. We're, we're heathens. They're the value voters. So they, they they all got together to judge everyone else. And, and Paul Ryan made a big point of saying, you know, he is anti-abortion and Barack Obama is spending government money to kill babies. I love how they say that, like like the government actually has a group that's just walking around, hey, are you a baby? Are you a baby? We've been looking for you. Kill him, kill the baby. Nothing to do with, you know, women's health or, or, or possible, you know, economic situation, emotional situation, physical situation, whatever it is. It's, a, it's an exasperating decision, I'm sure, for women involved, but, the, but it is their decision. But this group, this group just barely uninvited Aiken. They, they were going to invite the forcible rape guy. So, you know, they, they've got true values. And, and at the same summit, Rick Santorum was talking and Rick said out loud, and to the cheers of the masses at the Value Voters Summit, he said, you know, we will never get the votes of the smart people. <laughs> now, imagine that. Imagine an audience sitting there when he says, we'll never get the votes of the smart people. He's like basically saying, hey, you dumb people, we'll never get the votes of the smart people. That's why we like you. And they cheer. I, you know, I, he's talking about those intellectuals, those those liberal elites who graduated from universities, you know, like Harvard, where Mitt Romney went or or have college degrees like the two college degrees that Rick Santorum has. It, it's <laughs> you'll never get the votes of the smart people. No, you won't, Rick. You actually won't. And and while we're talking about keeping it simple. 
Sam Jackson's working on a video. <laughs> you know what it's called? Wake the fuck up. That's right. Sam says, wake the fuck up and vote for Barack Obama. It's a spoof of the spoof video he did about um, that book, you know, Go to Fuck to Sleep. It was a children's book. So now he's doing a wake the fuck up and vote for Barack Obama. So I'm with you, Sam. Sam got 23 ways to say motherfucker on Twitter. Sam don't. When you come to fuck, Sam don't give a fuck. He probably wasn't invited to the Value Voters Summit. Now, here's some good news. Um, A judge in Wisconsin struck down the the law that was against teachers and, and firefighters and all the other unions, collective bargaining. He said the law, quite simply, is unconstitutional. So, once again, the judges are doing what the Democrats can, and that is stopping these crazy, restrictive or, or backwards leading laws. And when I say backwards lead, I'm talking about this this union busting, this goes back to like the teens and the twenties. Like this is this is how the mob got rich, you know, busting up unions and no collective bargaining. So the judges are doing it. And you know, it, it's the Republicans are using tactics like this, like the anti union tactics or the anti voting tactics. And the Democrats are not putting up a fight. Imagine that. Is that news that the Democrats are not putting up a fight? That the Democrats' stance is weak? That the Democrats are all over the page versus the Republicans fighting on one topic? I've said it before. Say it again. I don't agree with them, but they know how to fight. Republic. If a Republican said, wake the fuck up, they'd all get up at 7 a.m. All of them, right at the same time, and be ready to go. But the Democrats would be like, well, I'm going to wake up. But I'm not going to wake up at 7 because that's a little early. How about if I wake up at 9? and You have the right to wake up at 9 when I wake up at 7. And I'll stay quiet so I don't wake you. What about the 8 o'clock people? Well, we 7 o'clock people will gently nudge the 8 o'clock people. And by the time all the Democrats were awake, it would be 1 in the afternoon. They don't know how to fight. So thank God the judges are stepping up and doing this. And the teachers... Uh, I don't I don't know the Chicago teacher strike is over and and thank God for that that because it's always bad when teachers have to go on strike Um, teachers get a bum rap so unfortunately part of the compromise is another one where they'll be judged on these standardized tests and my sister works in education I have a really good friend who works in education Here's, here's a problem with this standardized test thing you teach kids to pass a test you don't teach kids. I, I experienced this myself when I went through high school and studied aircraft, right? There's a there's a test. It's called the FAA test to be an airplane mechanic. And it's a pretty tough quest test. Um, I don't remember how many questions. I want to say I, I'm 200, 300. I don't know what it was. But we studied aircraft for years. But the last thing we did before we went in to take the test was study previous tests. Thousands of questions. We would go over them, read them, know the answer. It was like multiple choice. You'd literally memorize all these questions. And then you know what? When you got to take the test, three quarters of more questions you'd already seen because they don't rewrite the test every year. They just change which questions they use. You know what that means? That means theoretically you could memorize the tests and pass the test. Now, that wouldn't make you an airplane mechanic. Thank God there's a practical exam. You have to actually fix things on an airplane with an inspector watching you. But my point is, 
teaching kids to pass a test is not teaching kids. It's teaching kids to pass a test. There are teachers now who are doing something fantastic. They're giving their kids assignments and they're telling them they have to research and do the homework without using the internet. That's right, you can't just Google the answer. You actually have to look at this thing. I don't know if any of you kids are out there listening, but we used to use these things called books and and research libraries and references, and you had to look it up and read it. And then one book would refer you to another book, and you had to go read that book too. You couldn't just Google. You had to look it up, and and that's teaching because they're teaching kids how to learn, and they're teaching kids how to think. But unfortunately... Too many people, you listening, Chris Christie? Put the donut down. Put the donut down. I'm talking to you, Chris Christie. Unfortunately, too many people are blaming the teachers when the problem is the system. You know what I think our problem is with education? Not that athletes make $20 million a year and teachers make $30,000 a year. Athletes make $20 million a year because they're in a business where millions of people watch them perform and they're highly paid entertainers, okay? The problem is that we spend so much more money on guns than we do on books. That's the problem. We are, are, Our values are skewed. We spend more money on prisons. We spend more money locking up kids who didn't learn anything than teaching them something while they were young. And I'm not getting on the soapbox here. I'm saying that, that we can't keep doing things like this, not if we want to compete with the rest of the world. So if you have a kid which I don't, by the way. So maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. They're like, Alonzo, would you shut up? We ain't talking about motorcycles. We're talking about kids. You don't have any. But it's not all the teacher's fault. I think teachers are doing the best they can. Are there bad teachers? Yeah. But we have to come up with a better way to, to decide that than just grading them arbitrarily. So happy the teacher strike is over. But I'm even more happy that the judge in Wisconsin has struck down the law and allowed teachers and doctors and nurses and emergency workers and anyone who works for the government to to get collective bargaining back. All right, that's enough. I've been serious long enough. (laughs) How about some of the fun stuff? Hey, remember the Tea Party? Remember them? They wanted their country back and they wore funny hats. And initially they were called teabaggers and they called themselves teabaggers until they found out what teabaggers really are. Not that they were separate from society, but but you know, you know something, if they wanted to know what teabaggers were, they should have called some of Mitt Romney's friends over at the sex party. I bet they would have explained teabagging real quick. But anyway, they wanted their country back and they wore funny hats and they didn't hate Barack Obama because he was black. They hated him because of... Uh, because of because of his policies yeah the day after he was elected before he was even inaugurated it was his policies it had nothing to do with being black they they meant to get together under george bush and complain about government spending and taxes but they they had to organize it once the black guy got in but remember the tea party was nothing about race so we remember them and they were running around and they were putting people in office and if you didn't agree with them 100% they, they got rid of you. So many good Republicans were, were eliminated in primaries by the Tea Party. Listen, the Tea Party's approval rating <laughs> has dropped below that of Muslims and atheists. That's right. Now now, granted, the poll was done by the New York Times, which which isn't necessarily a friend to the Tea Party. You know, that's that's probably where those smart people are hanging out who wouldn't vote for Rick Santorum and his boys. But uh, anyway, 
they they did a poll and and at one time the Tea Party had like a forty percent approval rating. Now it's down below twenty percent. It's below the approval rating of Muslims. It's below the and and this is just various groups that were in the New York Times poll. You know, it was it was yeah you know the the what are the usual groups right the Occupy movement and. Um, Democrats and Republicans and blah blah blah, various religions and you know something you know who scored almost as bad, far right wing Christians, right wing Christians and the Tea Party scored pretty bad on this. But Congress, Congress, you stay proud because you're still at the bottom. New York is in the news. Seems NYPD officer Paul Pizzullo was suspended for writing tickets to dead people. That's right. He had to get his quota up. He was writing 120 tickets a month, and they said, we want more. So he started rewriting tickets to people he had ticketed in the past, not realizing some of these people have died. So if you're dead and you have received a summons from Paul Pizzullo, you don't have to go. Just let it go. He's suspended. You know how it is. That's how you beat a ticket, right, when the cop doesn't show up. So if you're dead, you got a ticket from Officer Pizzullo, don't worry about it. New York has banned big sodas. We knew this was coming and it's happened. Mayor Bloomberg says no sodas over 16 ounces. No more big gulps or super big gulps or super duper gulps or anything else. And, and I wonder how many, how many fat people are like, we never should have gave him that third term. We didn't know he was coming after sodas. Yes, he has. And I predict he will be another mayor just like Giuliani that New York just gets tired of. He can't have a third term. And finally, and finally, and how bad is this, Amanda Bynes? Amanda's the, the Nickelodeon star. I think she's from Nickelodeon. From, and, you know, she's been having a rough time. She's been drinking and driving and hitting people's cars and passing out and just basically behaving like a young actress. You know who's mad at her? Lindsay Lohan. How low have you sunk when Lindsay Lohan says, damn it, why didn't she go to jail? I went to jail. That That is bad when you become Lindsay Lohan's defense. That's what Lindsay's going to do. Lindsay lawyers are going to be like, next time Lindsay gets in trouble and we know it's going to happen. And, and I hate that I know this, by the way. But the next time Lindsay gets in trouble, you know, her lawyers are going to say, listen, Amanda didn't have to go to jail. Why does Lindsay have to go to jail? Or maybe it'll be the other way around. The next person's car that's hit by Amanda be like, hey, you put Lindsay in jail, put Amanda in jail. So that's where we're at. I, I start with the presidential election and I end with a girl fight. But hey, I did not go to Honey Boo Boo. So I haven't reached bottom yet. We'll try that next time. This is Alonzo Bowden. You're listening to Who's Paying Attention. Thank you. Thank you.